Oh, hey. Yakking it from the bowl. Yeah, I've been like... Get, I've been coughing so much lately. I used to never cough from yeah? smoking weed. Wonder why. And then something about this year, I've just been coughing so much. Like I fucking puke mucus in the morning. <laughs> Damn. Like I fucking wake and bake before the gym. And, like, and I will like and just well, like. I don't hack know. Up. I don't know how you, my brother. I don't know how the fuck you guys do that. Yo, now is the time to wage fucking war against the hypocrites. I can't smoke and go to the fucking gym. Smoking gym. You're I can't not do a- it. I can't do it. I did it once, and I was just like, I feel like I can't do the exercises. <laughs> like I'm like sitting there going, uh, like it's like messing with my brain. Yeah. Well, you know, for me personally, because I I pretty much start every workout with like a heavy stretch, heavy warm up, right, and some cardio. So, probably so da- for me, down a little bit before you get going. Yeah, and it's nice to like zone out on the treadmill. Like yeah. I'd rather be high on a treadmill, right. Than not. That makes sense. Yeah, and then by the time I start, you know, going to lift, I'm like coming down. You're like, I'm good. Yeah, no, like I hit a wax pin and went in there and tried to go do like arms day. Oh my just god. Like, <laughs> like, just violently high doing yeah, like, hammer curls. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like that guy's looking at me. He's been looking at me the whole time I've been doing this. Yeah, I've been He trying, wasn't looking at me. <laughs> I've been trying to do more variation in my workouts. I've been like uh-huh. actively looking at like YouTube videos on like how to work. You know, different parts of the arm, different parts yeah. of the leg and stuff. Yeah, so I've been uh, I've been getting sore in different targeting. places. Yeah, Very targeting. Yeah, nice. targeting. Very been, cool. I've been finally starting to nerd out a little bit. That's what, that's what I always had. That's that's what was my journey with it was like, yeah, I kind of just started like, oh, I'm just doing exercises. <laughs> right. You know, and then like you really start hitting up YouTube videos and watching like influencer stuff where they're showing you different exercises and shit. And you really start like, okay, I'm going to do that now. Like, uh. I fucking man, I was we, we uh, Baker came over and did lifting in the ruins with us this week. Oh yeah, great episode by the did way. Did you like it? Yeah, I yeah, loved it. I, it wasn't too bad. We had we had we goofed around a lot. I feel like I when I labeled the episode, I didn't even like put half the stuff we actually talked about on the label. It was a good broadcast. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we went and, we went and hit um, chest, but I did squats, and I like it's so strange because I hadn't gone in a hadn't gone in a little bit, mm-hmm. and like. I was so much stronger than I had been. I thought I would have fallen off. Nice. I like I squatted two twenty five for like five six reps, which I could not do the last time I tried to squat. And I was like decline benching forty fives with like a twenty five or a ten on each side and shit. And I was dude, like, well, that's right, what's like, going on? That's like Liam, man. Like Liam used to uh, lift back in the day. Took some time off, and then this morning we were benching, and homie was just like repping 115 like it was nothing yeah just trucking through i was like damn homie i did decline bench for the first time that's a wild experience 
Really? Don't know if you tried that yet. It no, is... does it feel like you're on the verge of dying yes, at any moment? Yes, because all the blood's like rushing to your head while you're trying to push this thing back up. And then the bar wants to come down on your face. Yeah, and like balancing but it. The and... like chest, like oh my God. the chest workout I got from that, so much better than like regular flat bench. I mean, flat bench is chill, but like, holy shit. That is some that's some shit you got to start throwing in there because it really <laughs> it really fucking works it. I haven't gotten like a solid peck. Maybe once I get my, my sea legs yeah, <laughs> right? a little more. Well, it was goofy because I didn't know how to get on the thing. Yeah. Like you have to like straddle it and then hold this bar and stick your legs in. And I'm like, trying to like fucking figure it out. Can't figure it out. And they're like, dude, just chill and sit on the thing and stick your <laughs> legs into it. I was like, oh, it was it was fucking great. Hell but, yeah. But nice, yeah. I'm I've been hitting the gym train. It's been nice, and actually, that's the one of the biggest reasons I've been like so unplugged and out of things lately. Like I mentioned last cast, right? You know, my morning time was really my plug-in time. Yeah. And now that I'm redirecting that energy, in my opinion, a much more positive way. Sure. Uh, yeah. I've been I've been out of touch. Also, big news to share. Uh, right. I am engaged. I know. Congratulations, Thank sir. You, That's sir. very cool. Yes. It's good to see that. We are like holding down the trad wife. Checking off life goals. Republican dude. family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, actually, the TV was on Fox News when I walked in. I'm assuming it's going to stay there forever. Yo, we're actually having kids to own the libs. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> That'll teach them, dude. No, actually, we're both really stoked on... Starting our life and family the together. Future, dude. So the yeah, future. and next week I'll be in the Grand Canyon. Yes, we had this Grand Canyon trip planned for a long time. Right, but uh, I tried to time the proposal so it would be like a kind of a celebratory trip. Yeah, it's like it's like a pre honeymoon. Yeah, a little pre honeymoon yeah. engagement honeymoon. Yeah, there you go. So we're hiking the Grand Canyon and then doing two days <laughs> in Vegas. Oh shit! I yeah. didn't know the Vegas thing was happening. Yeah, we're staying at Caesar's Palace. Dog. <laughs> oh shit! You got to go by the MGM, dude. <laughs> oh bro, I know. I got to count all the floors at Mandalay Bay. Yeah, make sure it was the right one. <laughs> yeah, we were joking too. We might slip off and get married by Elvis while we're there. Oh yeah, that'd That's, be fun. That'd be that'd be funny. But yeah, not going to be here next week. Yeah, excited to we're see. We're gonna cook what something do. up. I don't know what it's gonna be. I'm not sure, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. Actually, I probably won't be here for it. I'm gonna have like say? no reception in the bottom. We'll come of, back, like, and I'm like, things have gone pit. horrible. <laughs> I'm being, we're being attacked. <laughs> I feel like that's what happened after like the the, the ball, ball is life episode. Like you came back there's from the beach. I was like, there's mayday, mayday. There's a little friction with some of the, some of our less. Nah, uh, dude. Who even fucking cares, yeah. man? Well, they, they didn't show. get mad at us over the flat Earth thing, like from the Chaos Cast. So. Yeah, right. Nobody yeah, gets get mad. Hit. We didn't get hits from that. So. Nobody gets mad about all the other retarded bullshit we talk yeah. about. But I say one thing in defense of the Jews, and all of a sudden we get like <laughs> fucking yeah, hate right. mail. Yeah. Weird. Very weird behavior for weird. people. <laughs> but nah, I'm uh, I'm really excited just to kind of just be. Starting my real life, I, f- I feel like it's mm-hmm. like starting a fresh page, you yeah. know, for a fresh chapter in life. Obviously, you for know sure, yeah. that's the the metaphor everybody uses, but but it's cool, man. Like I definitely urge people. You know, we're always talking about ways to break out of the matrix. I'm telling you right now, like, stop being an intel. 
<laughs> like get the trap knife. Uh. Like it's fucking. It's cool, man. I feel personally attacked. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. I mean, I feel like young men and women both get psyoped into being like, you don't need each other, and that's kind of part of the whole depopulation agenda at large. Sure. You know, you have the trans angle, you have the abortion angle, you have the single mother angle. Yeah. You have so many different dynamics that contribute to people sterilizing themselves or just never having kids and like this whole incel behavior like this whole hating women thing like dude pussy fucking rocks man oh no yeah i I mean i make fun women rule in like building a life and a future with someone like it it is i feel like it's an integral part of being human being a mammal being alive like it's biology like mammals survive on like family dynamics oh yeah you know, it's like an integral thing of being human. And so for me personally, I just view having a family, a monogamous long-term partner and raising kids is like really like one of the most pinnacle peak things oh, yeah. life has to offer. No, and that's like something I want, I've want. i wanted forever. You know, I've, I've been wanting that for years now. And uh, the, the main issue I find is just like, I don't know if it's just the types of women I run into. You know, or if it's just like, well, also, dude, or if it's even just like my perception of women in general, that's the really a problem. I don't think your I have perception like, of I women have is certain, necessarily a problem. I have but, a certain like, there's, it's just like what I've funneled. I think well, on people the internet put walls and stuff. up, and I and I've done it. I've <sighs> been, we've all been different people in different stages in our life, and like I've put walls up, and like you start hurting other people when you have those walls up and you don't treat them like people you're like oh this is just some hoe she's gonna break my heart like i don't need to be nice to her meanwhile like she's going through it maybe like her parents are getting divorced or like her uncle died or like she's going through some shit or like she got molested and she never got over it and like people in in people go through shit all day, every day that you have no fucking clue about and so that's why i'm always talking about you know come at people Everyone is a blank slate. And like when you get to know people, you know, me and Bay, when we first met, I could have written her off as like, oh, you're some tatted up Richmond art chick. Yeah, yeah. But the more we got to talk, we agreed on a lot. And even the stuff we disagree on, we could still respect each other because we understood each other. Yeah. And, and that's not to say that I don't give people a chance. Like, it's just my experience with these my last few excursions into dude relationships they're all, they all terrible and i'm very you know? open about you know and it was partially my fault on some levels for sure but and like, it could be types of partners that you're oh, looking yeah. at because well, you know for a while i was cocaine good psychopath yes not a great date no you're chasing bartenders cocaine, and, not a great yeah no well, and it wasn't, even, up motorcycle it wasn't even chasing you know it was no, they, right. that chick fell into my lap i had kind of resigned to not give a shit for a while and she like cat in the alleyed me you know like saw me and was like, "Hey, like, well, that happens. Do you want to sleep with me?" And I'm like, "I mean, yeah, I'd love some pussy." <laughs> you know? And then things just kind of like it would turn into like an extended plane crash for a few months, you know. <laughs> like, and then we ended up on the ground. <laughs> Yo, and you know what? That's what your twenties are about. Is yeah. like you have to run through those to figure out, hey. I need to stop doing this. What is it? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing yeah. over and over and expecting different results. And so. You know, with my relationship now, like, you know, she's a very different person than someone I might have been with in the past. And she feels the same way. She says, you know, I might not have given you or someone like you a chance in the past, but where we are in our lives, what we've been through, what we like and we don't like, it's like rent before you buy. So you know what you like in a house before you fucking buy something. 
Right. It's the same exact fucking thing. And that's what your 20s are about. And I think it's easy to get jaded and be like, oh, well, oh, all yeah. women are like this. Jaded. But then the you sit back and you're like, well, only all the tatted up bartending yeah. motorcycle riding women that I was with were the, like the, that. The but maybe drenched clone girls. Yes. Exactly. You know, oh, bro. And you texted the group chat today. I'm at, I'm, I'm, I'm mad Liam fucking doubted me. That's what I'm, you shouldn't doubt me, bro. When I'm not going to send a dissertation like that and have it be some cap, dude. Patchouli, cat piss. Yeah, I mean, I'm literally tattooed I'm sitting here girl. eating my soup up at the pho place. Like, I shouldn't smell you before you sit down. Uh, and all honestly, I should not smell you before you sit down. I remember like I'm... It's like, what, are we at a magic and it, tournament? And that shit goes like, creeps across the room cartoon style and like fingers my nose. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? You came in here like this? But again, that's that new smash the patriarchy. Like, we can do what we want. Yeah. And it, at the end of the day, like, you know how many sweaty blue collar guys go around smelling like fuck all day? Sure, sure. Like, really, in my perspective, if you're going to go in public... You just got to be ready to deal with some shit because you have no right to privacy in public. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things. But I agree. Common decency is like, yo, throw some fucking D.O. on. Yeah. I mean, don't sit here and make it so I have to know you. You're there. I'm just trying to eat my damn soup. (laughs) Know what I'm saying? (laughs) But uh, back to the thing with the like the perception of women. See, like nowadays, like me, I don't go out, you know, like. Going out's gay. I'm 33. Like, I'm not in this kind of concept of, like, oh, I need to go to, like, bars to meet chicks or I need to, like, be social to meet chicks. Like, but the perception with the online stuff, like, I still have a Tinder and a Bumble. And I, I, every now and again, maybe once a week, I'll get on there and just swipe and see what happens, if anything happens. And if I do match, it's usually someone that I'm not trying, I'm not interested in. Yeah. Uh, Or it's, like, a profile that's, like, the chick's hot. It's verified. It says it's a real person. But then my own like thing in my head, I'm like, there's no fucking way. This has to be an accident. And then I just don't talk to him. It's just like my See? own. It's my own hangups. Wayne it's my Gretzky, own weird, baby. It's you my may, own little you weird You miss 100% of the yeah. shots you yeah, don't take. Yeah, for sure. But then like I, you just, I mean, it's some chick who has like professional photos done of her. She's like, oh, me, like she's hot. She, she's Do also, that. She's also she's almost hot. Ten, babes want to sork your cork, She's bro. also almost 10 years younger than me. And then I'm like, what's what? It just it, the whole thing. There's like so many little stop blocks that I'm like, nah, there's no way. <laughs> like, I'm well, not you could also block. just change your like age slider if well, that's your hang up. Yeah, it's not my hang up. It's just one of those things. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I didn't even think about it like that. But, um, you know, it's just and then like some women have been so psyoped that most of them have to like work their whole like system of belief into their personality. Mm-hmm. Instead of it being like a separate kind of thing, like you know, like Tinder profiles or BLM, yeah, no you Republicans, know, you know, and you're just like, I'm just like, you're already an obnoxious kind of person, and that's like eighty percent of the profiles you see. Sure. So it's just like, is it me or is it just that the dating pool is complete trash? Well, it's also that's what I look. You got to look at the, the city day. we live in too, bro. Yeah. yeah, a lot of it's set and setting, dude. Me and my boss, we were actually uh, just browsing, you know, Reddit the other day, and he came across an an article that ranked like the cities in America with like the most STDs. Oh, where Richmond we Richmond is where number we ten. Oh, that's yeah, that makes top sense. ten, baby. I feel like it used to be higher. STDs? Maybe they've gotten better about me. Norfolk's up there. You got to think about. You got to think about the Norfolk Naval Base. So Virginia is sucking and fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's, uh, you know, the Navy. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, the number one was, like, Missouri. They're, like, down in, like, down in, like, the Bible Belt is, yeah. like, the number one STD rates. But, hmm, yo, number 10, that's not bad. That's, that's not, not bad. rookie numbers. That's not bad. That's not rookie numbers. At least we're known for something besides slavery. <laughs> Patchouli girls and STDs. They go together like yeah. peanut butter and jelly, exactly. honestly. Honestly. Well, well, yeah, man. Uh, I heard you said you had uh, you had some some fun research. I've been this doing week. some digging on doing like a couple digging. different things. I was looking at stuff because uh, a couple different shows I listened to lately. They were kind of like talking back to the food angle. We were talking about bugs and food and like uh, benefits of like making sure your food's grass raised, grass fed. You know, that kind of stuff. I was looking into some shit. There's this guy, Texas Slim, and he's like runs this beef initiative thing. Um, and he goes around with, um, he goes around to different, like, does conferences and talks to different uh, farmers, like, you know, who are producers who usually sell their stuff commercial to, like, you know, these big meat processing places who trash them. And, like, even now, like, a lot of the beef you get in grocery stores, it's, like, coming from Brazil. It doesn't even come from here. You know, we got farmers making food here that's, like, not even being sold here a lot of the time. Um, just the way factory farming is because they can like produce more of it down there and maybe their their restrictions are different. You know, they, they impose it's the same way like where they outsource jobs in the 2000s and shit. You know, that big outsourcing to China that happened and stuff. Same idea, like they've outsourced food that like and put a ton of restrictions on farmers here. You got cows with methane bags on their back and shit. And those cows like probably aren't even being sold here, you know. And so the, the guy started this thing where he kind of goes around and teaches these guys how to sell online directly to the consumer mm -hmm. and that's like a i think that's a really good thing because getting grass-fed grass-finished beef is like such a huge boon to your health it has like higher amounts of vitamin a and c and stuff because the cows are just eating shit out of the ground they're getting well, that's kind of like the csa thing like the meredith farms yeah idea. exactly yeah like that's a good example of that farm to table direct is to like consumer versus like all these other steps and like bastardizations of it and it well i think that's probably one of the most direct things we can do to combat like rampant capitalist bullshit and like yeah. over industrialization is cutting middlemen because that's really what capitalism is is like grease and pockets along the way that's why you know a farmer can sell something for dirt cheap but by time it gets to kroger it's been shipped processed packaged all this labor yeah. And resources have gone into getting it from where it's grown to where it's going that the markup is insane. Yeah. So when you're going direct to consumer, oftentimes you're getting better prices too. And better product in general. Better product, yeah. better prices. It's better all around. And and that's something you can do. We talk about boycotting, voting with your dollar. Mm -hmm. Stop buying supermarket yeah, shit. Yeah, stop buying trash. You know, And I know that's not viable for everybody, but it's like you can make small adjustments and steps to kind of start figuring that stuff out you can't you know nothing i think like anything happens it can't be like a complete shift overnight. i will say and uh little personal anecdote on that that was something we ran into um is that before bay got a new job and a promotion really proud of her she's doing great oh yeah um with our budget you know we looked into meredith farms and we wanted to do the csa and we were like yo we can totally do this monthly thing we can work it in but one of the things we didn't realize is that you pay for the month up front. Yeah, it's a little expensive and for so, the whole month. Yeah, exactly. And so that's like a little hang up to where it's 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 easier said than done. Like if you really want to make a lifestyle change, like you know, it's worth it. 
to yes. start buying from a CSA, but at the same time, you have to kind of set your resources aside and be like, hey, this is something I'm going to do in six months. Maybe I put 20 bucks aside every paycheck. Mm. So by time, you know, a couple months from now, I'll have enough to start this. And then once you start it, it's easier to keep up. Right. But I think that initial step, a lot of times there are initial steps and hangups for people that they never even go there. They're like, oh, well, I'm just going to keep going to Food Lion. Yeah, and it's priorities, too. You know, you can't be sitting here eating grass-fed, grass-finished beef and the lights aren't on, you know? For sure. <laughs> like, you got to have your priorities straight. Yeah, for sure. But to that same point, I think people don't really examine the stuff that they're like consuming in mm. their lives. And you know, there's the meme about millennials need to cut avocado toast. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there is some merit to that statement because we did grow up in such a hyper capitalist consumer, whatever that we don't think anything of these microtransactions or like the frivolity, like fr frivolous expenses. Yeah. You know, and and stuff. so I this, mean, I have plenty of those myself. Yeah. I, I love buying Warhammer Gundams and magic And that's cards. the thing that paycheck to paycheck thing of when I get money, I it's the same thing as the addict brain is you're, yeah. you're bargaining with yourself. So when I get money, and I do a side job and I get some cash. I'm like, oh, I deserve to splurge. Yeah. I deserve to treat myself. Like, and then I spend it as I soon smart, as I get it, it's yeah. gone. If I was smart, I'd have the money for the grass right. fed, grass finished beef. And so yeah. it does take that like wanting and that drive to do it. But also like how many times I've been at the store and been like, oh, well, let me just spend like seven bucks on some sour gummy worms and yeah. whatever. It's like, no, I could take that seven bucks that I'd get, you know, a snack two or three times a week, set that aside, and then start a fucking, you know, yeah, farm get your subscription. CSA or plant yourself some vegetables or something, you know. So there's little habits you can do and things tweaking. There's small habits and small adjustments you can make that eventually lead to big lifestyle changes down the line. For sure. It's just yeah, it's just like how committed are you to this thing or is it just kind of a passing fancy to you? You know, which I think is a, a big kind of this uh, microwave culture we have, you know, you you divest a lot of energy into something that never actually pans out because you don't stick to it because the next thing happens. It's how I am with video games. I'm terrible about <laughs> video games. I get on something for a little bit and then it's like, oh, distraction, 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 you know, yeah. every fucking time. But uh, I was doing in my travels when I was kind of looking for this stuff and kind of going over it, I found some interesting articles Um it, this one's from the CBC, and it was how to sneak bugs into food. Wait, what? Yeah. Can and you, can you, how to sneak? How to sneak bugs into food. Is that a headline, or it's, is that a CBC quote? It's the headline of the on the CBC article. It's Bruh. Canadian Broadcasting Company. Uh, not CDC. Okay. I know that's what you thought. You had yeah. me worried yeah, for CBC. a minute. CBC. Okay, I'm Canadian, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's their BBC. Um, but, yeah, they... Uh, you know they have a they have a show. It's like a promotional for their show coming out called Bugs on the Menu. Again, more WEF bug programming. Just propaganda. I get if you, but if you look who funded the show, and it's CBC, so the money probably came to them from the WEF because Trudeau's all up their ass. Of course, you know. And um, it was talking about it. It even talks about how people are squeamish about eating them. So companies are trying to find new ways to sneak bug protein into people's food. Okay, um, what? Like that's why I'm like thinking they are they're already doing that. I mean, we know, like, there's that negligible stuff where they're like, oh, yeah, there's, like, up to however many crickets in your wheat flour and blah, 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 because the FDA sets, like, a, yeah. s a certain level because it's these factories and places where they make them, there's fucking bugs. 
It's like so you're, you're going to get a cricket from time to time. They get into the vat, and that's yeah. kind of them minimalizing. Like, well, it's not that bad. You can just eat fucking bugs then. You know, you guys are already doing it. But it's like, it's not necessarily the idea of, like, it being a bad thing. It's more of the idea that they're, like, saying, no, you have to do this to save the planet. Well, I'd but love you to don't. see we the don't. numbers. I'd love to see the numbers because I believe it's, like... It's something like four crickets per hundred chocolate bars. Yeah. And it's going to, the new, the new guidelines going to come out and it's going to be like four million crickets per hundred chocolate bars. You're going to be like, wait a minute. What the fuck happened here? In a good way, Texas Slim put it that I heard him say, he said they're creating these new fake commodities to switch out your food with. So you think there it's a media like capitalist campaign, marketing campaign to just, it's a pump and dump. Yeah. On bullshit resource. Native ads, you know, that kind of shit. They're sitting there making these things where they kind of like coyly introduce it and make it seem like it's kind of this fun, silly thing. Oh, people are so squeamish. Like, you should just be munching these things. No problem. You know, I don't understand. What's, what's y'all's problem? And it's not like everyone kind of takes away from the idea. It's like, well, it's not just the grossness of it. It's the fact that you're telling us we have to do this. Yeah. Like, that's what the real problem is. They're like, oh, these people are like prudes. And it's like, no, it's you guys trying to control our life. And the real problem is, is that human bodies aren't meant to dis- like digest insect chitin. It's going to make us sicker than we already are. It's going to fuck our bodies up at some point. Do you think it's because of like the natural structure of the insect, or is it like the bacteria and shit that comes along with that? Yeah, it's their exoskeletons. That's the chitin and shit. We're not meant our fingernails. You don't eat your fingernails. You chew so them off, but you don't fucking eat them. It basically be like eating asbestos. It's just kind of like eating flaky. Yeah, it's scratchy, toxic yeah, bullshit. It's shit that like your Filler. body's not meant to digest. And there's like guys who argue that we're not meant to digest plants, like a lot of plant stuff, like seeds and shit. You know, and they, they we, that's a whole thing. But like, definitely, bugs are not meant to be ingested. I mean, people have eaten them. Don't get me wrong. People in China and all these South Asian countries eat them every day. But you know, the idea they're broke as fuck. Well, it's and it's like street food over there, so it's just yeah. some guy trying to make a buck selling you fucking like scorpions on a stick, you know? Yeah. It's not like this isn't like that's not their main meals, you know? That's not like, "Oh, I better go to the market and get some crickets for tonight." And like, actually, you know what? I there very well could be some cultures where like that's like a thing. Sure. But that's only because they live on a fucking mountain. Yeah. You know, where all they're getting is like crickets yeah, and, and guinea pigs. Scar- scarcity and those and scarcity instances. And, yeah. and so like I totally get that. Not to be insensitive, I'm yeah, sure there are some dickhead, cultures yeah. where it it might very well be whatever, but I feel like to us it's always been marketed as a gimmick. Well, and it's And it, even when you watch Anthony Bourdain and shit, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's a gimmick. Yeah. And and it well, it's, it's a gimmick, but it's also a, it's it's like a multi-million dollar boon for them, billion dollar even, probably trillions because they don't have to deal with all this extra labor producing cattle. Can you imagine how easy it is to probably run a mealworm farm that has hundreds of trillions of mealworms? It's probably super simple, and it probably only requires a few guys. The overhead costs are probably nothing. Like, I, it's just like when the trans thing where they talk about how each trans person ends up costing like seven million or a million or some shit like that. It's just another. It's just capital shifting. It's means so to make more of, money for the people at the top right so instead of like cows out to pasture you're gonna have warehouses and of we, crickets yeah and or we don't mealworms and we don't need and, the land anymore you don't need the land so now they can buy up this land and like use it for whatever or uh build you know these mega structure apartments on it to house even more people that they ship in from all over the world into whatever economic zone they've decided that's going to be like the place 
you know, which I'm sure they're trying to do with it. You know, America, like you remember, do you remember the, um, when they were trying to make the American economic union a few years back? No. What was that? That was proposed that, um, Canada, Mexico, and the U S would become a full block. Remember the Amero was being talked about. They were trying to do like the Euro here and that's just WEF globalist kind of thought you know like even hillary clinton when she was running she's like i dream of an america where there's no borders all the way from nova scotia down to like brazil and it's like the fuck you did what bitch like that's i don't so you're a globalist yeah, yeah it's, 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 we're just gonna do it one hemisphere at a time we're just gonna evaporate every everybody's sovereignty it allows us to make whatever laws we want blanket for everyone any kind of draconian bullshit we can think of, you yeah. know. Oh, you're not allowed to go outside during these certain hours because of climate change. That's what we're moving. The climate lockdowns are the next thing. And there's already articles like trying to uh, kind of dispel it. Like, oh, how the pandemic spawned this theory against global warming. And it's like, no, you. it's in y'all's fucking boilerplate notes on the WEF website. Don't Don't sit here and gaslight us. When you're out there saying it in the open and having a laugh about it, Klaus Schwab, like it's fucking insane to watch him do that stuff like every day on end, you know? And so like I was going back to the like fake commodities thing. So that's the next push. You know, they're taking these plant based things. These aren't real. These were never real commodities. This is stuff they cooked up. You know, like yeah, all like the work the, that goes into it's the, like beyond the radioactive waste that gives yeah. Fossey jaw. It's like, yeah. hey, let's take the crickets. We're done with cattle. We're done with pigs. We're done with all that shit. We're going to take the crickets and this is going to be protein now. And we're going to make something that's barely passable as food, but we've mushed it into a patty. But like you said, from a capitalist standpoint, the overhead is so low. low. Yeah, that's the so idea. So low that yeah. they're going to be able to sell basically dirt. They're yeah. selling you a dirt product. And they can use all their silly language like, you know, oh, it's green, it's good for the planet, it's better alternatives. Like, they use all that flowery bullshit language because they've gotten these people so sold from, like, fear porn over the years of, like, the global Armageddon that's coming if we don't, like, stop cows from farting. One of, my, one of my favorite arguments against that is, like, look at the investors, they talk yeah. about they talk about sea levels rising over the next couple of years, but coastline property is at an all time high. So if it, if the science was true, do you think any investor would be buying coastline property right now? Yeah, I thought Martha's Fuck Vineyard. No. I thought Martha's Vineyard was already supposed to be underwater by now. Well, Martha's Vineyard is uh, overrun by. Central Americans and South Americans. Yeah, right those now. guys are hanging out. Honestly, <laughs> the I lads mean, are chilling. <laughs> to not like, uh, not to dip into that because that's another. That's a culture war fight, you know. That was like very clearly a culture oh, yeah. war fight. And I do say, I, will, I think it's funny. I think it's funny as hell, yeah. but it's also kind of fucked up it's that fucked that up. guy like that he used them as like a political football. It's like these are fifty people, forty nine people that like the real people. But shoe on the other foot. They do that shit all the time. For sure. You know, it's the other team does it all the time. And it's like to not uh, I'll allow if they hey, if those guys want to stoop down to that level, fucking more power to them. They're what just, I really don't like, game. though, what I don't like, the one thing I'll say I don't like is that they lied to the migrants and said, yeah. oh, when you get there, be jobs. there's going to be jobs. There's yeah. going to be housing. Be chilly, They're going to take care of you. And they like kicked them over to the market. And then they were like, yo, get the fuck out of here. Like, Someone call the National Guard. One of my favorite <laughs> things Tim Dillon was going off about, it's the off season. Yeah, Why yeah. would you send them? <laughs> Everybody knows Martha's Vineyard is like a spring fall place. You don't mm-hmm. send them. You sent them in the or the summer place. You don't send them in the off season. Yeah. No, very very <laughs> that was a good fucking bit, man. I was rolling when I heard that. Like, but yeah, the, 
the fu- the food thing, man. Them talking about sneaking the bugs in, you know. That's that's that worries me because I'm like, yeah, they're already fucking doing it. Like, I mean, if you look at the rates, yeah. the rates of disease that's going up, like, I wouldn't be shocked to find out. You know, they're already putting like all kinds of poisonous bullshit in food, um, just regular processed food. You know, dude, they <laughs> they allow gas station boner pills. Okay. There's no telling Which what God, is in I want to know the body count on those. How many guys have died mid-coitus because of those fucking things? Yo, do you want to take gas station boner pills and do a workout together and squat and bench? My, I think my fucking heart would explode. I think we should bench on gas station boner pills for sure. I'll go full hypochondriac and think I'm dying probably. Also, real quick, um, call back to last episode. Remember <laughs> we were talking about the, uh, <clears throat> you know commissioning patreon guys to do scenes for yeah, us some fiverr dudes yeah i'd love to go back through our episodes and pick like the best bits and get them to animate them for yeah because yeah. like you know like we talked about at one point i remember one episode we talked about uh how cool would it be if bill clinton was playing careless whisperer while he was getting his dick sucked sure so we could animate bill clinton getting sucked off by monica Lewinsky right. playing careless whisperer right right like, that's the kind That'd of shit perfect. we can do. I want to go back through the greatest hits. Pour through and then just send them the MP3 and file. And we should pick out... And actually, you know what? That'll be fun if any listeners out there have any bits yeah, that we should liked. commission for Rule 34. I really want to do that. I, I, that yeah. would be a great, just like, video series. Yeah, we can know. We can do it and review them. It'll be great. Yeah, I'd love to do that. judge them. <laughs> I'm serious about it because I know, yeah, I know we bring up, like, retarded ideas yeah. week after week. But, yeah. like, this one, I don't know. I'm trying to hang on to some. We need a little animation. We I need, think we, we need, need visual accompaniment. We need it. Yeah. But, um, what, one other weird thing I found on this website. Um so, did you know that salmon is, like, the first, like, actual GMO animal? Like, Wait a minute. Say that again? Salmon is, like, a GMO animal now. Currently. Like, yeah. Like, because they're all... They've, like, figured... Here, I got, I got the a factory farm. I found a website called GMOanswers.com, which is also just, like, where they kind of, like... That's definitely cover not their asses. run by the Weather Underground. Yeah, yeah they cover their asses, like, yeah. about this stuff. Thing, like, nine things you need to know about GMO salmon. So they're like, in 2015, the Food and Drug Administration approved genetically engineered Aqua Advantage registered trademark salmon. That's a trademarked salmon. Aqua Advantage salmon. Trademarked. That's so dystopian. Aqua Advantage. Yeah, isn't it? Like, I can see the commercial now. Yeah, it's like cute language, and it's like fish swimming and stuff. Bruh. Some like cartoony salmon. Like. Terramar. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in 2019, they lifted their import ban on fish pending finalization of labeling guidelines for bioengineered foods. So they didn't have like any kind of guidance for bioengineered foods. So you weren't seeing them before 2019. Yeah. And now it's like, no, it's fine. We can feed people bioengineered foods. But like, did we do any real research? They, they said the reason they said they allowed it is because they got their labeling system right. They didn't say like, oh, we tested it on people and nothing bad happened to them. Like, I feel like when you make a bioengineered animal, it needs to be fed to some motherfuckers before it just goes on the market. So from my understanding, there's a Supreme Court ruling that you can't patent life. Apparently, that doesn't matter. Well, I think what this is hinting at is that what they've done is they've managed to make something... That looks like a salmon, tastes yeah, like a salmon, not acts a, like a salmon. Yeah, but its genetic code is something completely unique from what a natural salmon is. Yeah, and 
four things, and that's the thing we talk about legality and the rules and how it's arbitrary and made up and bullshit, but that's how they sneak stuff past you. Is they're yeah. saying, oh, the FDA approved it. Yeah. The FDA, this wonderful upstanding company. He's never or, approved anything that's hurt anyone. Yeah, not, not a company. <laughs> they're an administration. Administration, yeah. But, you know, they, they skirt past all the shit. So they have a Supreme Court ruling that's like, look, you can't patent like natural occurring shit. But for them to come out and say, we have a GMO salmon that's trademarked. Yeah. If you think about the loophole someone would have to jump through. To to the make tiniest, that happen, tiny loophole. To make that happen, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it might it's not a and fish. The, and the right palms were greased, I believe, for sure. You know, and we'll I fund wonder, your grants if you make sure they say our salmon's cool for people. I to wonder eat. how tied in that is to like lab grown meat, because mm-hmm. if you think about it too, for for you to have um, a single genetic code that you're reproducing, it's essentially cloning. Right. Is it said because that's how you have to look at okay when you're factory farming and you have these GMO seeds, you have a mother plant and then all those seeds that come off of it and all that shit, you're essentially they're clones. They're yeah, the, the same and the genetics are altered. It's exactly. not the natural recurring plant. So I wonder if like this is like cloning technology. Yeah. I wonder if it's like culture growing technology. I wonder because dude, you've even seen the TikTok videos of the guy who grows a chicken inside the egg that's open have you seen that there's like some chinese guy he takes an egg of course it's a chinese guy he cuts the top open so you can like you know see into the egg he injects some shit keeps a lamp on it and he does a time lapse so it was just like chicken genetic material so he incubated no he incubated an egg while it was like open to the air okay okay and he incubated it so it's like we have this technology like incubator babies bro even the fucking even if you go to like the tartaria bullshit yeah you know, they talk about the world's fair that was and the very incubator interesting babies. stuff. Dude, that I talked about that with conspiracy class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been on the Tartaria train right. and fucking gay retard Bill from War Mode just figured out about it and <laughs> spurred <laughs> on it. He spazzed. <laughs> yeah, he That's spazzed. why they did that. That's why they had this. War Mode did those episodes because Bill spazzed. Right. That's all it was. Like it was Tartaria, yeah. w- Mud Floods, World Fair, yeah, yeah. all those conspiracies. I've been on that shit. They've yeah, been yeah. out there for a minute. But incubators, that's what I was saying. Is like, So we have this technology, and that's where the cloning conspiracies come from. The adrenochrome, the kids, the yeah. test tube babies. Right. All this like DARPA technology bullshit of like, yo, what do the elite actually know how to do? Yeah. What do they know how to do? And like you mentioned, you know... They're probably already sneaking bugs into our shit. For sure. They've probably been feeding us GMO animals before it was FDA approved. Like, all this stuff just comes out, and it's a slow drip over time. But uh, now it's just out in the open, and it's on paper. And think about the loopholes they had to jump through to to just make all this shit happen. Mm -hmm. And to now have an article about it, and they're just telling you to your fucking face. Oh, yeah. Do you want to know what Aqua Advantage Salmon is? No. Oh, <laughs> it's a it's a fast growing salmon, and it's been modified to grow to market size in half the time as the original Atlantic salmon. So basically, they GMO'd salmon to do what like chickens do. You they know, like crossed, factory without chickens. pumping it full of steroids, they just crossed a gene over. 
So a, a thing with chickens too, they have GMO chickens that they've been doing for a while. They're selectively bred. A lot of people get hung up on the antibiotics, but the fucked up part about industry farming is that they've selectively bred these species for so long yeah. is that... And now you got the fucking trend chickens, dude. Exactly. Yeah. So they grow so quick that their muscle, like their muscle... Their muscle mass and their fat and shit just grows so much so quick that like they're teenagers and they have the body of like a like a yeah, fat a, adult mature. rooster or adult yeah. chicken yeah and uh, that's through selective breeding like we do that's how we get pugs from wolves so yeah. in a, in an idea a GMO selective breeding is GMO sure yeah because you're you're favoring certain genes over others and if we're getting, you're eliminating the yeah. natural cycle of life if we're getting heady about it yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly so. I, we've seen that been going on for a very long time. Sure. And even actually, I don't know if you knew this, but if you release a domesticated pig into the wild, yes, within two generations, it's a wild boar. Yeah, again. it turns, but it gets all the hair and looks all fucked up and gets crazy. tusks. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of this shit is just like humans have figured out how to selectively breed. Yeah. And you know, we use the term you know, genetically modified engineer. Yeah. It's and definitely like, it's like a spook. Ter- it's like a spooky term, you know, it's, yeah. it's meant it, it, in certain people, it makes them go eh, and certain people are like, what, you know, it's definitely like, but it's also the way it's presented. It, it seems very kind of not good on its yeah, face. And, you know? Okay. You have the Monsanto propaganda of like, well, GMO food is how we feed people. Like if it wasn't for GMO, we wouldn't have the amount of crops that we have and the quality yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Cause you know, even still you look at current crops compared to what they were hundreds of years ago. Right. Like a banana was mostly seeds. Yeah. It wasn't great. Yeah. And, and that's like to be said about that. It's like, well, no, like it's the kind of the ways you guys have like pigeonholed farms that we don't produce these crops like we should. You know, they they've been sure. pigeonholed they've been pigeonholed into corn and soy so hard. Yeah, farms don't fucking produce like they used to. So you have like these very specific setup farms that only do like bell peppers and only do cabbage and only do this instead of it being like a whole hog thing. Specialization. Most, yeah, like most farms used to be, you know. Mm-hmm. So but the, the GMO salmon, they like crossed a gene over from a Chinook salmon. That's like a Pacific salmon that uh, apparently grows faster, I guess. And it acts like an on switch. I just don't like the way they talk about this stuff. It just seems like so artificial. It's, yeah. I mean, it is, you know, and it's like it's an on switch. Well, they're that, hacking biology. And it enables it to grow year round instead of seasonally like wild or farm salmon. Mm. So they just they just fucking juice up like the chickens, you know. But um. Apparently, this shit started in the 1980s, and Boom. they finally got to now where this is on market. Yeah. So it took them that long. You know, it took almost 40 years to get it right. But that doesn't make me trust it anymore, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, and then it's like, why do they engineer salmon to grow fast? Or why do this? That's the next one. Like, why, why do this? So it's one of the most popular fish available, and it's the second most consumed seafood in the U.S. They're either caught in the wild or through commercial fishing, and they're raised via agriculture, fish farming, since the 90s. There's been a decline in the wild Atlantic same populations. I wonder why. It could it just be bad fishing practices, and instead Over of farming. and instead yeah. of like fixing that, you guys are like, no, we'll just make a monster in the lab, and that's we got it. It's I mean I don't know. It's just you can't like. That's just not how things should work. What's responsible for the decline in wild salmon? So this is the part where they're like, well, it's... Oh, yeah, it says overfishing, pollution, environmental changes. Yeah, how about put down the salmon? Well, how about how about corporations stop polluting so much? Like, because that's really, like, kind of the 
be all end all of this whole cycle where they talk about global warming. All the biggest corporations in the world are the top polluters and the militaries are the top polluters. Yeah. But they're like making us think that me buying meat at the store is what's killing the planet. Well, it, the other thing you have to think about is we talk about the culture of waste we have here. Oh, yeah. And the culture of abundance. So there is pressure on these stores. There's pressure on markets to have full shelves all the time, even to the point of throwing shit away. And so we've also glorified <coughs> hustle culture. Yeah. And like we tell these small fishermen to like, hey, go out, break your backs, overfish, bring as much as you can, be dirty, fuck each other over. And like fishing, we've all seen the reality shows. Like that's yeah. a cutthroat business. Oh, yeah. They're, they're fucking, <laughs> that's no fun. <laughs> yeah. And so we have this incentive structure that's all fucked all the way around because right. it's all about the almighty dollar. And so we're overfishing for the facade of abundance and the capitalist bullshit structure the money slave system is tricking people into thinking they need to go out there and be dirty and overfish and 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 the even the ceos who are like fuck it like haul it in well, yeah, let's sell they, it you know they used to do market farming back in the day and they talked about how wasteful that was but like that never went away they just shifted it to a different department basically it's it's the same idea yeah and uh but a personal anecdote on that of waste. Um, the business I work in is incredibly wasteful. Oh yeah, the amount I know of shit, you talk about that a lot. Like we yeah. came back. I I got and I might have something for you after the show. Um, today they, <gasps> I was sitting there with a they brought a fucking cooler full of oysters back. They were like they're frozen oysters, but they're good right. oysters, right? And then my buddy's like, "Hey man, you want some of these? Like we're literally gonna throw these out." And I was like, "This cooler has like three hundred oysters in it." You know how much fucking money that is? And like they're like, we're going to throw all of these away. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I got like eight dozen of them bitches <laughs> out in the car. In the That's cooler. a haul of the century, if you'd like bro. A, if you'd like a tray or two, you're more than welcome Yo, to. Yo, Bay is an oyster fiend. Yeah. I'm actually not much of an oyster head. I think they're like Rappahannock oysters, too, I think. Oh, yeah. my God. She's going to... Yeah. She's going to be so happy. Yeah, it's good shit. I'll definitely throw you a tray or two before I leave. Because I'm like, I'm not going to eat fucking eight dozen of these goddamn things. They're like, no, dude, stuff more in the cooler. I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to do with all these. Yo, you should make a Craigslist post and just sell them out the trunk of your car. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, I'm posted up over at Libby selling the uh, oysters. I got the, the Rappahannock oyster hookup. I got the oyster pack, bro. Yo, I got eight trays, 50 OBO. Let's OBO. go. <laughs> 50 OBO, lift them. He's like, I want these gone. Yeah, that's what you put. I want these gone. That's what you, that's, dude, whenever you're desperately trying to sell something, you always put that at the end. I want these gone. It's like, a, it's like a Trailer Park Boys episode where uh, Phil Collins is selling like fish at the, in front of the grocery store. What? Did you ever see that one? No. I think it's either Phil Collins or like Ricky and them and they have like the trunk and he's at the store like undercutting the grocery store. So he's out in the parking lot, like undercutting them, and he has like fish on string in the bed in the trunk of the fucking car, <laughs> like not chilled or anything. They're just in there, and he's like trying to sell them to fucking people in the parking lot. Bro, he's a fishmonger, right? <laughs> off. That's direct competition, man. That's you know, beat capitalism. I'm gonna, I support that. I think I'm just gonna become a fishmonger. Dude. I support that. Just get random fish and just try and sell them to people. I feel like that'd be pretty chill. It's a good job. Yo, you know what I experienced for the first time when I was in uh, Pittsburgh on my last trip? What? A cheesemonger. Oh. They have a fucking cheesemonger. Dude, they have a, a tr they have like a an entire bar of these guys. Nice. And they have multiple lines and you go up 
And they have like specials of the day. It looks like a draft list, yeah. but it's cheddars. They're like, this one's from Ireland. This one's from Scotland. Yeah. This one's from Italy. This one's from France. That's pretty they sick. got all kinds of shit. This one's from South America. And uh, they'll give you samples. We went up. We balled out on cheese. Oh, my got God. All the it was cheese. so sick. But that's, that's a thing. That's that like... That's that Midwest, Pittsburgh, yeah. oh, coal yeah. town. For like, sure. you're getting good cheese. Yeah, yeah. That cheese is like half of their fucking bloodstream there. I made beer cheese last night, actually. Oh, Liam, yeah? Liam came over. We got nice. the dogs together, and we cooked out. And uh, <laughs> it was one of those things to where, like, you know, whenever you Google something, usually the first Google result is bullshit. Yeah, nine times out of ten. Well, I Googled beer cheese recipe. And the first thing that came up was Food Network. And I was like, damn, like, this has got to be some bullshit. Out. <laughs> Done. But it said Ohio style. So that's when I was like, got me back. yo, these people know how to beer cheese. Yeah, Ohio. It's fat as hell. They know, they know beer cheese. <laughs> yeah. If it was like Pittsburgh style, Ohio style, Midwest style, I'd be like, I'm eating that shit. So mm. I made it. Actually, it was dank as hell. Hell yes. Uh, I was bricked the fuck up this morning. <laughs> could not shit at all yeah you you, you sealed the tomb dude. i literally i congealed <laughs> sealed the tomb sealed it yo three days later my shit will rise from the dead it will yeah. move the boulder <laughs> then ascend to heven the holy come shit. out the toilet bowl and float up. <laughs> oh but no i was looking into some other stuff too because i um you remember our friend we talked about a few weeks ago mr mark middleton the latest clinton victim oh shotgun blast shotgun blast to the chest yeah electrical yeah. cord around his neck uh hanging from a tree 30 miles from his house wild shit well i did a little lo- more looking into his role in the clinton white house um a lot of interesting things came up that spider webbed into this insane like conspiracy um it has to do with like Oh, this software company in the 90s, this weird bank from Arkansas, which we all know banks in Arkansas seem to have been up to no good during the 90s. And obviously Almost all tied of them. in with the Clintons. Yes. Uh, and ties into, it ties into the Waltons of Walmart because they're an Arkansas-based company. Like, there's a lot of weird shit with this Mark Middleton guy, which kind of explains why he's dead now. Yeah. Very much so. So, like, Mark was... Um, he had like a high paying job for some company that he was like a consultant for. And you know, like the Clinton, the China gate Clinton stuff. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he was, he was like kind of the main guy around that. And uh, he's also one of the few people that Clinton invoked executive privilege over uh, to like cover up any documents related to him in the, like at the white house. So he's a fixer. Cause they started look. Yeah. That's what I think he was. I think he was tied in as a fixer for sure. Um, and obviously fixers have like some of the highest, you know, marks on their heads. Turnover rates on life. Yeah. And, death. <laughs> yeah. and um, so Mark, apparently uh, he was like, he had this high paying job at this company that he didn't do anything for kind of a Hunter Biden esque kind of deal. Um, and he got paid like a ridiculous salary, but there's no documents in the company of anything he ever actually produced or did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would make these random chips to Macau near China, uh, which Macau is like the Vegas of Southeast Asia. Hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, like it's all prostitution, gambling, et cetera, et cetera. The Chinese love to go there, like party. That's like their little debauchery place. Can we go? Uh, I mean, we can go to Macau. We might get disappeared, but we can go to Macau, dude. You know, we can go hang out. I'd like to And go. so there was this one family in Indonesia, the Hararis, I believe. Or no. the Yeah, something like that. Or 
Something like that. It better not be that World Economic it's Forum. It's not guy. him. No, I think I'm, I, I think I'm crossing God, the names was up. Him. That was one of the articles I didn't save when I was looking yeah, into yeah. it. But like, um, he was involved with the shady Chinese businessman um, or Indonesian guy who's connected to Chinese businessmen. And he, that guy would come to the country. with So t- a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, basically. It kind of is like that ridiculous. And uh, he would come into the country and meet Mitt with tons of cash. Okay. And it would be like yeah. declared. He'd come to the U.S. So he'd meet Vin Diesel. And then he'd meet Mark Middleton. Who's and, Vin Diesel's yeah, Mark Middleton. And then, he'd, okay. and then he'd just leave the country immediately. So you know that was like some payoff money that was going on oh, for like yeah. whatever the fuck they were doing. Either kickbacks, payoffs. Yeah. And that's direct money that was probably directly us. going to the Clintons in some way. You know, it was. It, I mean, the slush funds were real. The black... The black budget stuff. I think it tied into a lot of that because it was there was involvement with Iran Contra stuff. Uh, there was this group of like rogue bankers that uh, called the Hardy Boys, who were like would do sketchy shit, and they worked for BC BCCI Bank, which was like the largest bank fraud ever committed in the history of the world. No shit. But you don't hear about it much because it's been like blown under the rug and covered up so much. But it was Clinton connected. Yeah, it was a, it was a bank that committed like one of the largest series of fraud. Like they'd send they do like. You know, no, de- easy default loans where people would fucking, they knew nobody was going to pay that shit back because it allowed them to cook the books yeah. and push money out the door so they could keep money coming in and things look copacetic. And uh, tons of weird shit with that. And he was very heavily involved with that bank. Uh, on top of that, he's, you know, he was the Epstein connect. He's how Epstein got into the White House. Like, and then Middle- Mark Middleton? Yeah, Mark Middleton was how Epstein got in. Like, that's how he met Bill. Like no shit, you know, and Bill professes, oh, I never met Epstein until like 2001 or something. But like he was there, there was evidence of him shaking his hand in 91 or 92, you know? Yeah. So like, it's very clear that's, that wasn't fucking true, you know? And so Middleton definitely has a lot of very sus connections. Um, a lot of interesting things he was involved with. Uh, he was involved in the promise software scandal, which I'll have to like pull something up for that. Cause I kind of only cursory looked at that, but, um, promise was like a software that they were using. To, um, oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Yeah. Or no, BCCI. That's BCCI. Sorry. Um, should I have this ready? I may not even fucking saved it. But, um, Promise was like a software that company that was doing stuff to, like, uh, <coughs> essentially get involved in, like, American banking firms mm-hmm. and use that shit as, like, a backdoor. Hang on. Let me look it up here. Promise software scandal. Um, but yeah, Mark was heavily involved with that. Uh, so it was the, it was the prosecutor's management information system developed by Enslaw, uh, a nonprofit organization established by Bill and Nancy Hamilton. And it was like supposed to be law enforcement assistance and stuff. And they got involved with the U S attorney's offices and a bunch of other places. And, uh, they had a weird, there was like a weird contract dispute and stuff. And the, in the company who made it entered bankruptcy because of their, their shady financial dealings. And uh, they sued the federal government that saying that the government was dishonest, but like all this shit ties into like Iran Contra shit with like uh, Chinese, the Chinese and Walmart and stuff Mm -hmm. being involved in um, shipping arms. So in the nineties, Bill Clinton gave the reason like they, it's so funny. Like the stuff that Hillary Clinton talks about being problems, how much directly she was involved in creating those problems. Yeah. So she was on Walmart's board for a little bit no shit doesn't that's the one part of her career that nobody really talks about and there's very little on it but the waltons were being pressured to put a woman on the board and who better than the 
current wife of the Arkansas governor. Um, and it basically boils down to they Bill, and once he became president, gave China favored nation status for trading. Nice. And that's where all our shit from China comes from. Now. Yeah. That's where all the because Chinese... They, that's get, where all they got to hook up at Walmart. Yeah. Walmart started pushing Chinese bullshit. And there was tons of people saying like, oh, like this is a terrible move, terrible idea. Like, why are we doing this? And like, he just did it. Um, but on top of that, there was still tons of fucking Chinese weapons. They banned the selling of automatic Chinese weapons in America. The Norinco rifles and that kind of shit mm-hmm. wasn't allowed to be sold. I, w- I want to say that came in in the assault weapons ban in 86 or whatever. Right. Or automatic weapons ban. Um, but they were still, the CIA and others groups and these Chinese groups were still smuggling tons of these Chinese weapons into America. And they were actually being used to fuel the fucking gang wars in L.A. No shit. Which in which the whole point of that was like all these, they, there's, you ever are seen this? Uzis Chinese? Those are Israeli. Okay. Um, but the Chinese, Chinese like Tech Nines, okay, Norinco rifles, yeah. like those. They kind of, they're like AK lookalikes, but they're not AKs. Gotcha. Um, that, those are all Chinese company weapons, and those were being flooded into LA. Like they were, t- there was documentaries back in the. Uh, you watch some old hood documentaries from like the Bloods and Crips era. They're like sometimes you find a truck that was just full of weapons left unlocked. Pallet of bricks. Yeah, the pallet of the the affable pallet of bricks. You know, that's and insane. These motherfuckers would just be rolling with artillery on each other. You know, that's but insane. What was springing up around the same time? Private for profit prisons. Ooh, because the crack academic didn't destroy them enough. You know, yeah. The, the CIA and the crack academic didn't do enough shit. They made it. They they were using these weapons that were being smuggled in, and like that uh, that guy I was talking about earlier, that Indonesian guy, he was directly involved in that, which ties Middleton and all that, and even ties the CIA guy Casey at the time ties him into it a little bit because his guys were the ones running coke and mina and the guns here and yeah. all this shit. So it's this crazy way. It seems like the social 90s, engineering, they make the nineties look so flowery when Clinton was in office. Like, Oh, he oversaw the lo- the biggest drop in welfare in America, but it's like, they dude, had a budget surplus. There was yeah. so much dirt. They were just really good at hiding all the dirty shit. Well, that that's on. why. And that makes you think the number one thing people always say about Clinton is that he had a budget surplus, yeah. right? I wonder why. <laughs> Cause they, it was dirty as hell. They knew how to cook the books. They, they were like, they were doing money. black budget. Yeah. They were making money. They were doing black budget bullshit. They were making money, yeah. dude. The guy knew and him and all his motherfuckers, everyone who's involved, Hillary, Mark Middleton, all these companies, the Chinese, I, this shit runs so deep. And that's why, uh, I think one of the big like themes that we always harp on. Yeah at this show is that like it's never any one thing like yeah, yeah. it's fun to call hillary it's not a demon face value. yeah yeah but like that's just a small piece <coughs> of the pie yeah people like redirect all her fury at her because she's such an unlikable person and and that's such a small part of the bigger picture of like everything is happening that that's why like you know, people get called schizophrenic is because they talk a mile a minute and there's 10,000 things going on. And there really is, though, that's that grand conspiracy big mm-hmm. picture yep. that people are always talking about um, that makes you sound schizophrenic. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it isn't any one thing. And I think it's disingenuous when people try to make it one thing. Yeah. Um, it cheapens arguments. I think it's intellectually dishonest yeah i think it's grifting 
I think when people try to reduce things to talking points, yeah, uh, that's usually like a number one sign that someone's grifting and trying to make money. Like I listened to James Lindsay on Michael Malice today. Okay. And even now I'm like, Michael Malice, like you fucking sold the fuck out. Cause you gotta taste about- the, you gotta taste that money. You're talking about followers. You're talking about banning on Twitter. I'm like, dude, I don't want to listen to the 10,000th podcast about somebody getting banned from Twitter. Like, shit happens. Yeah, I'm just tired of people, like, reading. We know like, what's going on. Reading their own tweets on air. But but the thing it's is. Like, is I tweeted this at a guy today. And you're like, shut up. The the thing about Andrew Tate getting banned, we never even talked about that because it's not worth their time yeah. because they've banned Alex Jones. Yeah. They've banned Trump. They've banned so many people. They've banned anything that like they don't like and they don't agree with that them doing andrew tate is like why even fucking like talk a fart about in the it? wind yeah so for me to like turn on a brand new michael malice episode and it's talking about james Lindsay from like the daily wire or what fucking ever talking about getting banned from twitter i'm like i don't fucking care that what? shit does not uh, like if you're still giving a fuck about that left and right party line bullshit yeah they banned james Lindsay well, for talking about groomers it's like shut the fuck well, up the, the you biggest, are the limit well and the biggest thing they do is like the only thing that motivates like this the other team if you want to look at it like from the left and right the only thing that motivates these like pseudo rightoids or like whatever that new grift right has become the libertarian populist right yeah but they're not even because they, all they care about is these dumb like social issues of like getting banned off fucking twitter and like Oh, I should be able to call people groomers. It's like that is not even like that has nothing to do with political power. Like you're yeah. doing nothing to enhance your actual power if that's the game you want to play. It's just you guys are just chasing your fucking tails and pissing and moaning about these tech companies who own everything shutting you out. But it's they're like, making that's the money plan, at the same stupid. time. Yeah, exactly. And they're making it's, money it's, at the same Yeah, it's their little time. teat. It's their little cash cow they can keep milking to keep them moving and buy my book and So fucking, I listen you know, I listen to 10 minutes my of it iTunes and I'm song. like Michael, Michael, Michael. Michael, I cannot listen to this. How this we have is, fallen so far. It's unlistenable. Yeah. Literally. I feel you. I'm I mean, glad. at least Legion of Skanks is doing a tiny dick contest. Yeah. I, hey, I got to see a, a gun get shoved up Big J's butt, all right? Yeah, I mean, at least, come on, Michael. Do some shit like that. Shove You're a true sho- anarchist. Sho- shove a gun shove up a gun your butt. Shove a gun up Tim Pool's <laughs> butt. Purse, <laughs> purse a Glock, bro. Yeah. And prove yourself. Yeah. <laughs> pull, a, pull a Gavin and shove a whole dildo up your ass on air, dude. But, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely funny to watch them, like, kind of keep circling the wagons on that shit. Like, it's just, like, it's just peddling. T- it seems like since 2016, they talk, They always talked about the outrage mob, but it's like they've become the outrage mob now. Well, I think they memified. well, if the left is going to do it, we're going to do it. They memified it, well, and that, now that's exactly what they wanted you they, guys to do. Exactly, and now they pulled, they've they pulled stooped. Your teeth out one by one, and now they've stooped yeah. to that same level. One of the things that, like, you know, all those old propaganda videos used to always talk about was like, "We're the party of dignity and grace. We're not going to stoop to their My level." Fucking ass. And now they've just completely gone ass mad on the internet psyop, the clout. Yeah, you know, clout content theater. It's clout theater. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like you said, they've gone full outrage culture, and they've become the thing that they hate so much. Well, they think and they're, they're like, feeding it. They think they're defeating it, by, and it's like by you like are doing becoming it. Yeah, the by thing. doing it or something. You're becoming yeah. it. It's, it's like different. a hydra. You chop its head off, and two more grows back. Well, I can't believe these libs are doing this to us. It's like, dude, that's the plan. Like, the only way you can really do anything about it is, like, 
either like you either need you have to outmaneuver them in some way and not be not like play the game. Well, they used to have they had the high ground when they ignored it, exactly. and that was a thing. And they they used to always say like. We're not going to give in to it. We're going to rise above. And if after a while, if you stop paying attention to shit, it goes away. Like, honestly, the Me Too thing kind of fizzled out. Like, Me Too, yeah. it's still, like, a part of the general discourse, and it, it definitely served its purpose. But things come and go, and they fizzle. And so for these rightoids to kind of stoop to the left's cancel culture level of culture outrage bullshit is, like, you know... It does. It does nothing but actually feed that. Yeah, and that's a, like to your point. That's what they want when we say the big scary they. Yeah, you know the globalists or, or they, whoever's yeah. pulling yeah, the strings. Whoever you want to slap the patch on. Yeah, they want everybody so divided, so polarized, so left and right, scoring the political points, putting the jersey on. Um, they they want that division and that fucking just dumbed down brainwashed. Yeah, so much because it's manageable. It's manageable. It's, it makes it makes both groups manageable, and they and they they know how to play to your senses. If they control the media apparatuses and they control the tech, and they know exactly what you idiots are going to do every fucking time, they're going to keep doing it to you because it keeps you from actually like uh, that guy. I, I post a lot of his tweets a lot of time. Cl- class redo killer. Yeah, he does a podcast called the Fed Post. Uh, pretty great show. Um, he always hits that mark where he's like yeah he was like oh yeah you know you guys get these fucking lib teachers fired and these people banned and he's like but don't increase your political power too much now Hmm. you know like don't actually get anything fucking done well and i feel like that's kind of i've heard this argument from several different people the whole idea of a conservative platform what it does is it conserves it wants to maintain the status quo. And when you look at a liberal leftist progressive platform, they're talking about progress, linear, moving forward. Yeah. So even in the language... At any cost. But what, what I'm saying is even the language that's baked into the system is you're presented with a false paradigm of keep what you have versus move forward. Mm-hmm. There's never... A return option, number one, there's never a return option. It's either keep what you have, conserve, or move forward, progress. And and what we what the false paradigm has given us is basically the way, and I've kind of meditated on this, this whole politics thing. And again, it kind of goes back to that idea of the only way out is through, mm-hmm. is that there's forward linear time in this third dimensional realm that we're experiencing. Right. So when there's forward time, you only have one option to stay where you're at or move forward. We cannot go back. Right. The only way out is through. Right. And so the false paradigm we're presented with, and I think the thing that is a disservice to conservatives is that when the left and progressives push us further left, that becomes status quo. Mm-hmm. And now the conservatives fight to maintain. When, when you know, I, again, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but let's use, you know, gay rights as an example. Sure. The right was like conservative back in the day, no gay rights. And then the left push, push, pushed, got which, what I consider human rights. 
Um, you know, I'm all for gay rights. Yeah. They pushed, and now that's the status quo. So conservatives are saying, okay, we like gay marriage. When we like all that shit, and that shit's cool, but no trannies. Because the left is now progressing beyond gay marriage to transgender, all these other ideologies. Yeah. And so... <laughs> What does a disservice to conservatives is that their entire mindset is pumping the brakes. Heel planting. Like you said. Yeah, exactly. They they don't ever do anything to kind of undo or dismantle. Um, All they ever do, like heel planting, well, they stop, even, they stifle. And even their ideology is kind of set in a way where they think everything's honky-dory. And I think that's another scope that they miss. Yeah. You know, they're like, everything's fine, like. We can let these like giant corporations do whatever they want because that's never in their talking points, you know? Well, it because the corporations also benefit them. And yeah. so it benefits them to continue the psyop of the free market. Yeah, yeah. To them, it's like, hey, we live in capitalism. No, we have the free market. Yeah, Everything's great. Bootstraps and shit, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So it benefits them in the same regard. But that's that false paradigm of conservatism versus, versus progressivism is like you only have two options is heel plant or move forward. There is no dismantling that's actually caked into the system because the system will never build in um, a, a, a dismantling feature upon itself really right, right of course and that's why you get labeled a domestic terrorist when yeah. you start saying things like we need to disband the fbi mm -hmm. you know kind of like i warned about yeah is like that's why you get labeled a terrorist and that's why you get labeled all these things is because when you start talking about dismantling you've crossed a line yeah your the system, own system don't want to go to you're only allowed to conserve or progress yeah that's all you're allowed to do conserve or progress those are the only two options you're given well if these motherfuckers could just get like an understanding of what economic populism is like and kind of like actually start advocating for good things for people instead of just being like no everyone can just make themselves into what they want to be because it's america it's like no unfortunately that's not how it works anymore maybe in the 50s maybe in the 40s maybe before that but i doubt it you know that's not how the game ever worked the biggest dogs are the richest dogs and the money families have been here from the fucking start. The they're the ones, they're the ones the who make, yeah, they're yeah. the ones who make themselves into something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You might eke out like a nice uh, savings of like a couple hundred thousand, maybe even a million. You might have property, but you're not, that's not winning the game. Oh, by the way, they said kids our age, people our age need three million to comfortably retire. Oh, well, I'm fucked. Continue. Yeah, we're dead. We're dead. <laughs> I'm gonna be living in. I'm be. We're living, gonna work till we're dead. You know, I'll probably be like some homeless guy in one of these dystopian cyberpunk towns, one yeah. of the one of the new megastructure towns. And uh, I didn't mean to interrupt, but oh, no, 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 I, I no, have heard. No, that's a nice tidbit. It's <laughs> it's it's crazy to think that like people used to be able to retire on like half a mil, a couple hundred thousand, yeah, and chill. You know, and chill. Yeah. And now we've gotten to the point where, like, I'm reading articles that are like, people in their late 20s and early 30s are going to need like 1.6 to 3 million to comfortably retire. Yeah, and and with that stat being said, you know, I think uh, like we're in a situation where things are ripe for collapse or some kind of revolution. You know, like the the all the all the stuff is you know the, like the fire's been built. Just no one's got a match. Yeah. You know, and like, I think we're in a situation where it's ripe for that kind of stuff. And like one of these things is going to give at some point. Personally, that's how my belief. Like, yeah, I, I just don't think we can keep sailing in this state of mediocrity forever. You know what I'm saying? Well, eventually, you know, we've mentioned the bubble wrap analogy yeah. with all these little fires and these little 
events and issues that keep popping up across the country, it's these little bursts over time, yeah. frogs in a pot. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you said, eventually we're going to run out of things to pop. We're going to run out of little pieces of bubble wrap. Yeah, and then you zoom out and it's all been popped. <laughs> and, it's, and it's all fucked up and it's all... And I think it is death by a thousand cuts. Sure. You know, um, I don't know. I think people... I think people are resilient enough and smart enough to never. I'm just going to say I'll put money on it. I don't think we're going to have an all out civil war. And no. I don't want that. I don't know. I don't think anyone. No, pe people don't realize what that would actually look like. And nowadays. Because, again, yeah. and that's the thing. People don't want it. People don't realize how nasty it would be. And I believe in the resilience of people. And I believe in people's good natured. I don't think it would ever get to that point. You you, you believe in the human spirit. But in if, again, way. like talking yeah. about the bubble wrap, eventually, like you said, you take enough steps out and the place has been flattened and it's a death yeah. by a thousand cuts. Yeah. And so we don't realize it might be 20, 30, 40 years from now, but the entire social landscape yeah. is unrecognizable. Right. And I think a lot of it, you know, some of the things we can do, just like we talk about, you know, Joining a CSA and getting farm food direct to your table is a good yeah. way to combat capitalism, a good way to combat, I think, the mm. spiritual decimation and yeah. social distortion. And the physical system of poisoning us and robbing our health. Continue yeah. loving people. Right. Have a family. Have kids. Give them good morals. The only way you can fight this shit is by making more good people. Yeah. If all you do is go through life and watch everybody get corrupted around you, yeah, you are you're you're at a loss because you're gonna die. Right. Any positive contribution you made in this world ends when you leave. Sure. And the only thing we can do is try to continue to promote these good ideas. And I think a lot of that comes from continuing your lineage passing down your your not necessarily ideology because i don't think it's appropriate to be dogmatic with no, kids but not at all. your values i yeah, think it's values, good to yeah. pass along values it's the important and, thing yeah you know because i always talk about man like i learned a lot from my mom my mom raised me right and yeah. if i had any one like moral framework or moral structure i think it would be my mother sure beyond religion or anything else in my life it's the things that my mother taught me from when i was young of like this is how you treat people if you do this this is how people will think of you if you do this this is how people will feel and that affects you sure and that lasts and i think Absolutely. That's important is to break the cycle. We talk about abuse, trauma. All last episode, I mean, we were talking a lot about trauma society. Mm -hmm. I think the best thing we can do is try to break that cycle. Right. And that's the best thing my mom also did is that my mom's been open with me. She was molested, sexually abused. Damn. She's been through a lot. She was a single mother. You know, she's she is a very, very strong woman, right. which is why I will always Resilient. have the utmost respect for women and single mothers and what they go through yeah. because I was raised by one right. and I will never badmouth one. Right, right. Ever, no right. matter what they're going through. Right. Um But that value structure of what she instilled in me, no matter what she was going through, she broke that cycle. She said, I'm gonna give my kid everything that I didn't have. Yeah. And I'm going to give my kid 
you know, everything shitty that the world gave me, I'm going to give my kid the opposite. Yeah. Nothing but he's, love. He's going to have a fucking chance. And, and that's the reason I'm sitting here today, even talking to you, have accomplished the things that I've done and achieved the things that I've achieved right. is because I had a parent, even though it was a single parent, it was still enough to affect me for life. And if you want to directly combat any of the bullshit that's going on in the world, have a fucking kid and make that kid be the fucking light that you always wanted that was in this world. Hell yeah. And that's I, the only thing you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, no. Well, I got one more thing. I want to moonfall pill you, dude. Moonfall? What the fuck is moonfall? I want to moonfall pill you. This Hold movie, on. I heard a little bit about this. Is this set, movie? It's going to set you off, dude. Hold on. What's it on? What can I watch it's it on? It's on HBO. So HBO. Yeah. Okay. It's going to set you off when you watch <laughs> it because it's, it's already space themed. So you're already going to have problems with it. Hold on. So, so set the stage. So the title, Moonfall. Title, Moonfall. Give me the the setting. What's the the basic rundown? All right. So I think we're in. It starts off in seven in the set like eighties, nineties America or something like that. Space uh, space crews up there doing their thing. I'm not going to spoil the whole fucking thing, but I'll just kind of give you the gist. So uh, they encounter a thing in space. Of course they do. And the thing goes to the moon, and so and it builds an obelisk. Not quite. Or did it build starts, a... Starts the, making a hole in the moon. The gym that the Chinese found. So, you know, moon superstructure, right? Yes. The superstructure idea. That is very heavy in this movie. And uh, it's just... Is that dark side of the moon? No, like just the superstructure. Like the idea that it's actually a facade for something. Okay. And the surface is covering like the inner workings of it. I got you. And so that plays into the movie. It, do- it doesn't play in right away, but it's kind of like... Because it goes into like the day after tomorrow thing. Like the thing doing that drilling sets the orbit off. And this nerd guy who's like a schizo conspiracy theorist, Ken, fellow Ken, figures out via calculations that the orbit's off. And he's like, and some fucked up shit's about to happen. And so he tries to find the astronaut who was there that day that the thing happened because that's when the orbit first started going off was the day that the space shuttle got fucked up. So it's Gordon Cooper. Yeah, basically. I went up in the space And and of course, like, the astronaut's, like, a fucking, like, drunk retard who, like, goes and, like... It is Gordon Cooper. Okay. He goes and does appearances, and, like, that's how he makes his money still. Bet. Gives talks, but... Buzz Aldrin. But, you know, NASA put the kibosh and, like, grilled him live on air and was like, he's like, I saw what I saw. And they're like, no, you're... That astronaut died through negligence. And, like, you know, they had to make it appear like, yeah, there's no fucking alien thing that did nothing. Right. You know? But for years, nobody realizes until current year that the orbit's off, and nobody actually knows until Fat Science Man comes, finds washed-up astronaut and tells him that it's off. And so then, like, shit breaks loose. You know, day after tomorrow, shit starts happening. Oh, of course. The moon starts coming down, starts creating all these crazy gravity waves and, oh like, God. fucking tidal waves everywhere. All the horrible shit you think would happen if the moon's off. But it's... And then, you know, you go through all that, and they're trying to get him... You know, they're doing their... It's like... This movie is like Day After Tomorrow, Armageddon, and Halo all mixed into one. So let me ask you. Do you think it's predictive programming on some level? Or do you think it's just, like you said, just a combo of some stories that they're like, hey, HBO, we're just going to make a movie and make some money? Maybe. But I think if it was predictive programming, it's the concept of like... 
definitely retconning like, oh, we did go to space. We do go to space. We went to the moon. Space, the space hoax. Yeah, like space is real, you know, and the moon itself could fuck us up if something like this happened, you know. So I think that's kind of the psyop of it, you know. But also just and like, it also does play into that hollow moon theory, yeah. the superstructure, and NASA's being helped by the Chinese to get to space and stuff, you know. Like that seems every space movie that comes out now, China's always helping us. Well, that's because we sell movies to China. Yeah. And so... Oh, yeah, so they got to have the little... That's why... But that's also why, like, John Cena comes out and does, you know... Wong apologies so in <laughs> Mandarin. Xixiao Xing. Xixiao. Bing Chaling. And it's, it's a fucking... It's a market. That's all yeah. it is. And, um... But, I mean, I, I think you need to... I'm not going to do too much more because, like, you need to watch it and then tell me what you think afterwards. I think, I'm honestly I think you're going to think it's so the most intrigued. terrible movie it's a terrible movie. I'm but it's probably going to smoke movie. like eight more bowls yes. and watch it. Do tonight. that. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to do later, that. Like, what the fuck was that? It <laughs> falls apart so hard at the end. And you're just like, I, I remember I, I, I was on mushrooms when I saw it. Right. And I get like halfway through it. And I'm like, how is this movie not fucking over yet? Oh, like, my God. So that. much bullshit has happened. Yeah. And I was like, how is it not over? I was like, I was like, well, how much time's left? He goes. An hour. I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, "What else are they gonna do at this point?" Like, and it's just fucking insane. And the whole thing is like CGI to shit. Moonfall. Yeah, Moonfall. Need to dude. watch it. Go yeah, watch I heard it. you. I heard you guys talk about that, it a little bit. That's why I didn't do too much because I wanted to come here and talk okay. to you about it and see if I could. Like, Hell yeah! I, I want so you, here's what we'll do. I'll riled, watch it. You're gonna DM me riled up later. <laughs> so <know> I'm <laughs> gonna watch it. I have next week off, and yeah. then when I come back, we can do we the, can, we'll do the review. We'll do a space episode. <laughs> we'll do the review. Yeah, we'll be like, here's what's wrong with Moonfall. Because you know, I love, and also too, I'd love to talk about. You know what? When I get back, it'd be fun to maybe do like a little predictive programming episode. Yeah, talk about some pop culture. Yeah. Maybe just talk. Because I will admit, like I've been more plugged in to that. Like I've been loving life. I'm loving being Chilling engaged. With Bay, watching the watching the streaming. I'm services. just with the dog, yeah. and you know, like. Fuck the news. Fuck all that shit. I always talk about it week after week. You got to unplug. Yeah, of course. And uh, I've been doing it. But when I get back, I'd love to do maybe like a predictive programming thing. Because we also haven't really talked about. Did you ever watch that movie? Don't look up. No, I never watched that. I need to go do that one. So that's your homework. I'll do that. Yeah. So I'll watch Moonfall. You watch Don't Look Up. I avoided it because I hate Jennifer Lawrence. Well, she's a babe, bro. Don't even go there. She's hot. I've seen her butthole, but I would. But we've all been to the. I don't like her. (laughs) (laughs) So Don't Look Up is great because people people like project a lot onto it, and so basically. Basically, when you watch it, you can get anything out of it you want. I, it's it's like, like a horoscope. Funny. Yeah, movies like that are funny. Yeah, it's good. It's like yeah. a horoscope. So when you watch it, you can be like, space. Everybody projects their own meaning onto or it. Or you can watch it and be like, climate change. Yeah. Or you can watch it and be like, this is just a funny movie. You know, it's like there's so right. many different angles to it. Um, I always like media like that. You know where you can kind of glean your own meaning. Yeah. No. Well, that's like, that's kind of some of the best made stuff where they didn't try too hard. Yes. To do like to shoehorn a message in. Well, some people will argue that like no, this this movie when they talk about don't look up, they're like this movie is a parallel to climate change. All right. Like a lot of people talk about climate change because the whole idea there's like a meteor coming down. Yeah. And, you know, don't look up. It's the scientists trying to warn people of, like, this impending doom. Everybody's like, ah, fuck you. 
Exactly. Yeah. And so it's a parallel. And, but you could also glean a lot of space indoctrination. You could also glean <coughs> a lot of different conspiracies and things out of it. So it's just, it's one of those fun movies, and it's Leo DiCaprio. Even though it's J Law, you know, you can suffer yeah. through that. Oh, go, yeah. Go jerk to her butthole later, but, you know, it's still a good movie. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But anyway. I'm really excited to see what happens next week. I think we're all in the dark. I don't yeah. know. Is, Dude, is I it don't a know. solo cast? I'm in the is dark in my brain cast? right now. I got to figure it out. I've got to uh, figure it out. The pressure's I on, have a week. bro. I got a week. The pressure's on. I'm excited for you, dude. Grand Canyon, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, and also, if you're still fucking listening, sorry, no video this week as well. When I get back, I'm we'll pretty sure we're going to try to start doing video content i'm down now i got i'm an editing god now we're gonna be doing video episodes every week yep. uploaded to the patreon yep. for a dollar a month yep um and beyond that we're gonna start getting into magic nights we're gonna start getting into self-produced shows we're gonna yep. start getting into all that stuff so if you want to help us and you want to be a part of that get on the patreon like i said it's just a buck a month uh for now you'll get video episodes bonus content you'll get source links all that fun stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, and just help us help us build this shit out. And, we and are growing. You, Grow with us. Bring you more shit. Yep. More schizophrenic. <laughs> all all your schizophrenic needs. Hell yeah. But anyway, I will see you when I see you. Yes, sir. Keep it greasy. Later. <laughs>